Music is the Drug, the Cowboy Junkies podcast. I'm Dave Bowler and I wrote the band's biography, Music is the Drug. Today we're looking at a song that came from the Wilderness, which was the fourth album in the Nomad series. Angels in the Wilderness is a song that the band have been playing quite a lot in their recent concerts, but it's one that went perhaps a little unnoticed at the time of its release. Maybe it's one of those that just got a little bit lost in amongst the avalanche of songs that the Junkies released in the course of the Nomad project as Alan Anton admits. Yeah, there, I, I guess there was, you know. I mean, it, that was kind of a blur, to tell you the truth. There, like, there's so much going on. But, um, yeah, when they, when it was all over, for sure, there was like, wow, that was great. That was a lot of work, and you know, it worked out well. That was the sort of feeling about it. And then it was just a question of, you know, what, what, do, we, what do we choose to play live out of all this stuff? There, yeah, there's just too many, too many at once. Yeah, we, you know, we, and we haven't really tried to, we don't really think, oh, let's go back to that and try to do this and that. Maybe then with one or two songs, but it's not something that we focused on that, you know, we should try to do a lot of these live because a lot of them were actually difficult to do live. So they weren't that attractive to us to, to take out. I mean, a lot of, you know, that was the, 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 the you know, what, what I guess you call the negative side of the Nomad series. And then we didn't tour, you know, for, for a bit of that, we didn't tour. We took time off the road because, we were burnt out from the road and also we needed time to do the, 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 the project, um, sort of a conscious choice. And, you know, a lot of these records were released very quickly and with, we didn't really put much money or time into promoting them. That wasn't the idea. We wanted to get away from that sort of, um, that cycle of release, promote, tour, and, you know, then go and start again. So, you know, there's obvious reasons to do it like that, to, to release, promote it and, and tour, because that, that gets your songs out there and gets more attention. It takes a long time these days to, for, to get people to, even if they're fans, to get them to know, yeah, we've got a record out. You know, it's not, it's not like in the 90s where there was, or the 80s or 90s where there was one channel and, and or, you know, one channel to go through and you, that you tapped into, if you tapped into enough of those, enough of the outlets in that channel, um, you're able to reach your audience. Now it's, there's so many out there that it's, you have to really, you spend a lot of time promoting. So, yeah. So I think we lost, we lost a lot, a lot of these songs were lost because of that for sure. So, you know, it's kind of it's, it, I, like, I know there's a lot of songs sitting there that we still even haven't played live very much that I, I slowly, hopefully we'll slowly bring them back into the live set. And this is being one of them, you know, it's one of my favorite songs, like as far as lyrics go, uh, and, uh, and we, we, we performed it in a very odd way on the record um, and maybe didn't put it across in the best way. It could have been put across or, or maybe it was put across. The, I don't know. I, I, it was very easily, we, we, we did it very quickly as far as the recording goes and how we approached it. And it was a song that sort of I, I wrote uh, very early on in the process before we even came up with um, the idea for Nomad Series. This one appears on the wilderness in, uh, in the, 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 the final disc in the Nomad Series. But I'd written this song a couple of years before it, uh, before we even started recording Nomad series, al- along with a handful of other songs that that appeared throughout that that, that package. Um, and in some ways, it kind of got lost a little bit. Uh, and uh, you know, I feel it's like one of my strongest lyrical songs, lyrics. And uh, and again, it's one of my um, 
I don't know, maybe it's maybe because it's so personal. It's a very there's a very personal song in there, and maybe that's why I like it so much. My my my, my attempt is to try and get it back out on the road with us and maybe put it into the acoustic set and, and have just me and Margo play it and, and sort of change it around a little bit so that that uh, we can start to to get it out there because I think I, I think it deserves a, a larger listening audience, anyways. So I, I remember you playing it. I guess it'd be about two thousand and eight, and it was a it was a lighter area thing musically than than the one that, that that made it to the record, which is a bit more sort of contemplative, I, I guess. You know, I think that's probably why we never really we've never really why it hasn't really made its way into our set right? because it because it's our live set because it we never really found the the way to properly present it as a band. Because the lyrics are pretty intense, you know, it, 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 it's an extremely intense song, and it's it, it's a very personal song, and I think the the singer has to be singing it in a in a very um, inward way, and uh, so I don't know, I, 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 it's just I, it's still a puzzle to me, you know, and, and maybe because it's so personal, this song, um, maybe that's why I've had troubles figuring out how to how to put it across, and maybe that's why you know. We haven't been able to put it across as a band because others don't, others don't feel that connection to it that I do. So um, I don't know. It's hard. it's a hard one. So it, it, as I say, it's one of my favorite ones, but it's been a hard one to to get out there. Angels in the Wilderness is one of the heaviest songs in the Junkies canon. It's really influenced by Marilyn Robinson's book uh, Gilead, which which was a big influence on me, and uh, especially during this period, stole a lot of ideas from that book, even probably a few quotes, and. Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful book, and she's a great writer, a really brilliant person who's who, who's written some fantastic novels, which are based very heavily on. Uh, she's a, she's obviously a Christian, but a very interesting thinking Christian, and and the way she approaches the Bible and the way she approaches biblical teachings, and and uh, so there's a lot of there's a lot of biblical references in here, I think, because of that book, um, and of course that those appear throughout all my writings. Um, and I'm, I'm I'm not a Bible scholar like she is, but uh, they still affect me because I think because my indoctrination into the church at a way too young age. Um, so there, you know, I, 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 I there, there, there's some, I don't know. I just really love this song. The fly forgotten like a dream refrain is, is taken from him. I think. Yeah, I think so. And again, I probably stole that from, from there's tons of biblical quotes and, and, and the, the, Gilead is really written from, from the point of view of a father uh, who's a minister uh, to his, very young son and, and with the idea of, of the son reading it, reading a, this, this after he dies, the, the, after the minister dies. And so there's tons of biblical quotations and there's you know, quotes of hymns and, uh, and, you know, it's all about, it's, it's a very contemplative, contemplative book. And um, so I wouldn't, yeah, it's probably from, I, 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 I wouldn't doubt that it's from a, from a hymn. As I say, I, there's lots of stuff in here that I, I, I picked and cho- chose and molded into my own, into a, into a song that I call my own <laughs> as, as the best, the best art is. The, the line, I'll give you my love and watch the bitterness grow. I mean, that's, that says a mouthful as I used to say. That's definitely my line for sure. That sounds like me. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I think there is that side to a relationship, you know, where, where there's, there's always, there's, there's um, the unhealthy side of relationships where, there's this competition for who can give the other more and then uh, and then be bitter that 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 you've given more, you know, like like nobody's asked for it, but you've given more and therefore you feel you deserve more back. And, you know, there's this weird this weird um, 
and it's not always conscious, you know. Uh, so I, I, I think I think that's that that sounds like me. That sounds like my uh, weirdness there for sure. Enough weirdness for today. Next time we'll be back with an episode that goes all the way back to the days of the caution horses. In the meantime, Cowboy Junkie's new album, Songs of the Recollection, is out now. If you haven't got a copy yet, it's available from all the usual outlets or direct from the band at cowboyjunkies.com. You can also get a copy of the book Music is the Drug from there too. The Junkies are back on the road with new tour dates coming in all the time in North America, all over Europe and in Australia and New Zealand too. Keep checking the website for news of those shows. If you're a Spotify user, you can follow our growing podcast playlist. All the details of that and everything else is in the show notes. We'll see you next time. Fly.